Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Block party. We're back for the Super Bowl week. We are going to hit a couple different things uh, this week, starting with the uh, Chiefs offensive line. I'm your host, Mike Wall. You can find me at MikeWall68 on X, Process to Perform on Instagram. Follow the show at the Process to Perform channel on YouTube. And as always, our show is sponsored by Bet Online. It's playoff time. The usual suspects are heading to Vegas to fight for the championship. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade, Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. So head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. The game starts here. And where does the game start? Perfect segue. Of course, the offensive line is going to determine the game. And we're going to keep this thing Packer green. But we're going to be talking about the Chiefs' offensive line today. Now, we don't know for sure if Joe Thune is going to play. Joe Thune is the uh, all-pro left guard they brought over from New England a couple of years ago. He's a really – he's like he's like the most – he's a non-dominant – like the most solid non-dominant player that in the league. In other words, he doesn't – he never dominates blocks. He's not like a, a guy, a finisher. He's not like a, a guy – he's not like a, a Trent Williams, a Larry Allen in my generation. He's not that big. But he doesn't lose. He's got great leverage, great technique, good hands. Um, let's do a deep dive into these guys uh, today. I'm going to show you the first couple series of the last game they played versus the Ravens. Ravens and the Niners have some similar qualities. We'll kind of go into it, but obviously two very good defenses. Uh, let's see the stats for the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. 22.1 points per game, 15th in the league, 353 yards per game, 8th in the league. So they tons of yardage up and down the field having, you know, they're just – so-so on finishing the drives. And then 108.3 rushing yards per game, good for 18th in the league <clears throat> behind this offensive line. Again, Creed Humphrey, the center, uh, came out of Oklahoma a couple of years ago. Packer fans will know him as the guy they picked or they didn't pick instead of Josh Myers. Uh, he's one of the best guys in the league now. Not sure about Joe Thune at, at the guard position. Last week, Nick Allegretti played. He is a seventh-round pick from 2019. He's been for the Chiefs the whole time. He did a really good job. Uh, they're coached by a guy, Andy Heck, who was, if if you're old, you'll remember that he played, I believe, left tackle for the Chicago Bears for years, uh, around the same time like Jim Flanagan and those guys were playing on the defensive side, kind of the generation before Briggs and Erlacher. Um, He was a really good player. As I remember, he was the last couple of years in his league. It was my first couple of years. But he's been a hell of a coach for Andy Reid and company. They've done a good job developing talent. His, his son, Charlie, is on the, the the Texans. He played right tackle for a handful of games this year. Did a good job for them as well. Back to the Chiefs, and then they've got so they got they got um, Trey Smith is the right guard. So Trey Smith's kind of a really interesting look. He's uh, number sixty five, uh, sixth round pick from the twenty twenty one draft. He's super super overachiever, and a really really physical player. Um, he's he's kind of will show some things I think with Eric Armstead and. Um, and Hargrave, so maybe some things they can exploit, but I love the way he plays. Really, really physical guy. If anybody's going to be kind of the physically dominant player on this team, I think it's I think it's him. They replaced last year's tackles after that run. So you remember last year, everybody, you know, flashback to Arizona. The turf sucks. The Philadelphia Eagles should have run. The defensive for the Philadelphia Eagles had like 70 sacks going into the game. 
They should have ran all over, had tons of sacks on Patrick Mahomes, at least had a ton of pressure. The defensive ends were slipping on the field because the way that the field was handled, the turf was handled before the game. It was one of the biggest screw jobs I've ever seen. It's, it rivals the uh, 2006 screw job the Seattle Seahawks got by the refs when they played the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl up in Detroit. But the Bucks brought in, uh, excuse me, the Chiefs brought in longtime Buck Donovan Smith. He's been there for years. Played. He's a really, really high-level player. I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame guy, but he's like he was really, really good for a long time. Tail end of his career. Didn't have a good last year in um, in Tampa, so they brought him over. And I have to tell you, if if this tape at least is any indication, he's been playing at a pretty good level. Really, really sets deep and lets you kind of want. He kind of wants to punch and absorb. Um, he's it when he sets flat. When he sets when he sets up, he gets beat inside a couple times, but. I think he's done a pretty good job of just kind of being a big body athletic guy who's gotten in the way. Um, and then they brought in Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor, I think he was in Jacksonville. And um, they wanted to upgrade from Andrew Wiley. And, of course, they had Mitchell Schwartz there for years. He was a really good player. And then they, I think Mitchell left. He retired. They went to Andrew Wiley. And then Andrew Wiley, I think, got paid with somebody else, somewhere else. But they wanted to find an upgrade of that position. That was kind of an area for opportunity for the Chiefs last year. So they brought in Jawan Taylor. And he signed a – not that it matters, but he he did sign a four-year, $80 million contract, 60 guaranteed. So this new wave of, like, why wasn't I – I slapped my you know dad. I go, why didn't you just you know hold out for a couple of, like, 22 decades or something like that before having me? So Jawan had a really rough season. He's got this really kind of – and he's fixed it a little bit, but he – the way he jumps the snap count, he's trying to play with the rule book. He's got a really awkward stance, turns his feet a lot. Um, he had uh, 23 penalties, which is an all-time record for an offensive player. I think Chester Pitts was the last guy to have anywhere over 18, or I think he had 18 back in 2003 or something like that. He had, this guy had 23 penalties, so you, he's one of those guys where he, he might have five penalties in a game, and then he, but he's like he grades out well with PFF because. He didn't, you know, he, he had five holding calls, but, you know, he didn't have any, uh, he didn't give up any sacks. So these guys are interesting. Um, let's, I just want to go to some tape and kind of look what we can expect from them and, and maybe some things that the Niners can look to exploit. Starts with technique. And you kind of see that awkward stance from Juwan Taylor. I, it just, it's, it looks painful to be honest with you. And I, the reason I highlighted Donovan Smith's foot is like Donovan steps, uh, Smith steps forward and then trying to get that great get off with uh, Juwan Taylor. He he often sets a little bit wide. So he does a good job sometimes of setting square, but he sets wide often, turns a couple times and gets himself in some bad positions where he gets beat across his face. And we'll just see the two techniques of these tackles maybe first as far as you see, Juwan, you see Donovan Smith steps backward, steps forwards and then kind of backpedals you know, hands down, just really wants Jadavian climbing number 24 to bull rush him. And then Kyle Van Noy's over there rushing on Juwan Taylor. You see arms are wide. It's just going to try to hug it out. And you see at every position here that's unmarked, or excuse me, not a double team, you got arms wide. So when, when Bosa comes out and says, you know, when you think of the Chiefs offensive line, it says, I think they hold a lot. I mean, this is all over the tape. I mean, they they literally are just waiting. Hey, punch me in the chest. I'll grab you. We'll hope for the best because Pat get that gets Pat Mahomes another second or two.
old school gap scheme. So in the first drive, I think they ran this three different times, a different version of the gap scheme. So right now they're in uh, really 13 personnel. So three tight ends, one running back. And we'll see here, we're going to go kind of old counter lead. So we're going to go down, double, block back, guard's going to pull. Oh, no, what did I do? Sorry about that, guys. We got guards going to pull, and we've got a down block by the tight end in the blue. We got the tight end wrapping around, and we got the and we got the uh, right guard pulling around. So you're going to see the man in motion coming block 24 to Javen Clowney. Bang on the counter lead. Kelsey blocks down, gets eight, just gets his lunch eight by Roquan Smith. But Kelsey's got this crazy blocking style, man, where he just gets pummeled in the chest. And he basically lets the guy push him past the hole, and the guy rarely makes the play. It's nuts. There he does it again right there, so he just gets eight up. The guard pulls around for uh, for Queen. They pop through somehow. Pops through Roquan Smith, like hit Kelsey too hard. And as an offensive lineman, it's terrible to watch, but at the same time, like he does it a couple times in this game. It's crazy effective. Of course, they got Pacheco, who just runs like a bad man, Tasmanian devil. So now we go back to a couple plays later. And they're just in 12 personnel, and they're just going to run the, the, the standard kind of gap look. So they run a gap with an insert here. So that's excuse me, that's just a wide receiver coming in for 21. We're going to pull the right guard around again. Now we just have the, the tight end blocking out on, on Clowney. We've got the double team between the guard and the right uh, – left. excuse me, left tackle, left guard, back to uh, Roquan Smith. And then we got the right guard uh, pulling for – Patrick Queen. Queen kind of blows this thing up. They do a bad job on the uh, on the double team as far as leaving too early. Plays back across his face. The difference between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers up front. Let's kind of get that out of the way. So the Baltimore Ravens up front have two guys that are like 350 pounds. Don't rush the passer. Um, they have 99, 24, 50 Kava and Noy. They all are out, like outside linebackers, and they all can rush the passer, but they're not, I don't think they have a single elite pass rusher. What they do is they bring a crazy amount of pressure. Runs, uh, they run a lot of sim looks, which are simulated pressure looks. They'll run a lot of slot stuff. They'll, they'll bring linebackers. Roquan and, and Patrick Green are both good at rushing the passer, Roquan especially. Steve Wilkes and that defensive, co that defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, he believes – that his guys are going to get there at four. He needs them to get there at four. And I think with like playing against Patrick Mahomes, he needs there to get there at four. So you look at their, their guys, Nick Bosa, first-round draft pick, Eric Armstead, first-round draft pick, Javon Hargrave, high-priced free agent from Philadelphia. Jay Shung was a first-round draft pick, just got traded from Washington. Go to the second tight team, Randy Gregory, first-round draft pick, Javon Kinlaw, first-round draft pick, Kevin Givens, college free agent. And then you've got the fifth-round draft pick, rookie this year, and then Joseph, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, who's a rookie for agent this year as well. So they've got – they're basically two lines deep. they got a ton of first-rounders in there. Kinlaws could be a starter on most teams. Um, there's a lot of talk about Chase Young and his lack of uh, work ethic last week. They, you know, they try to spread the blame around there, but really probably just talking about him. And fair enough, it's kind of been his MO since he got into the league. Huge talent. Uh, but there's a reason he doesn't – he stack up the, the, the pass rush win rates because, quite frankly, he's not a good pass rush. He hasn't worked his craft very much. But these guys are more, you know, stout in the middle. Eric Armstead's a great pass rusher. Um, Javon Hargrave is a good pass rusher. He's a little, you know, a little more of a leveraged player. But you start looking at the difference with maybe in in um, against the run game with the Baltimore Ravens. Man, they're a built up front to stop the run first. 
So now we've got down blocks all aboard. Everyone's down, 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 down. And now we're just going to kick out with the left, with the right guard. We're going to unblock Kyle Hamilton. They might have a guy dragging down on him. But this is just the old school straight counter against a six-man box. They're bringing in Hamilton because they brought an extra. Hamilton falls across. And again, these are like, you know, six, seven-yard gains. So it's big time. So they, you see it. They got the lead counter. They got the counter gap. They got the, they, they got the straight gap. They got the straight counter, excuse me. So they can run from these different formations. They love that because they get the double-team play side. They feel like, and I don't know if they're going to feel this way against the, the defensive ends of the San Francisco 49ers that those tight ends can make those blocks. So that'll be kind of the big thing. But I think they do feel comfortable that with that head start, they can get a lot of that action on the play side as far as that tight end or that fullback coming, you know, coming uh, strong play side on that defensive end. So almost like a reverse um, split flow. So now this is actually a this is a split flow look with the running back opposite. Okay, so usually on this the running back is over on the on our right, the quarterback's left. Okay, and they're going to run the split flow, which is everybody's just a play side zone. So they're zoned to their right, our left. They're going to take the tight end and kick out that backside defensive end, and they're usually going to run off kind of. The, the read is kind of the 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 first defensive tackle over the right guard to the backside defensive tackle for the running back. But it's kind of backwards here because Pacheco's on the other side. And so you see the running backs, I mean, excuse me, the linebackers are kind of, they're following the football and Pacheco just happens to be right there. Kind of an odd way to run that play. Again, as, as and listen, I don't know that they're making a mistake, but as good as these teams are, like that stuff happens where they just line up on the wrong side. He's like, oh, let's just keep running it. What you like about those kind of plays is now you just run it straight into the keeper. So you, you use that play and then off of that same look, it could be a different formation, but basically the same look, you just run a keeper now. So they're going to run this keeper and they're going to have Pacheco crash the defensive end. They're going to run the motion backside. So they turn this into a two-by-two two almost. And they're running the clear out for Kelsey on the backside by getting rid of the linebacker in the middle of the field. So really, really smart play. Helps the lineman out. So you can tell here by Donovan Smith's stance that he's going to go backside. We see uh, Juwan Taylor did, a, a, I think, a good job adjusting over the course of the season, adjusting his stance so he can do more than one thing out of that stance. Early in the season, he was uh, he was really getting flat with his stance when he was going it was any kind of run. Now we're talking influence box with the tight end. They're going to try to wipe out the backside. I think that's Cav or that's not Cavana. Who is that? Well, whoever that is, number forty. They're going to try to wipe him out with even without even having to block him. And they're just going to run. So this is like a, a this is like split flow again except for they're not even going to try to block the backside. They're going to release the tight end on, the, on that, that side of the line of scrimmage uh, or the football on, uh, on foot number 40 across his face, and they're going to run him again. And they're not even going to block the best player here. Best defender, Roquan Smith, is unblocked. 
they still end up getting a four or five yard gain. And you see these guys. So the so what are they good at? Like, what do you think of the Chiefs' offensive line? They want to run the gap stuff because they want to get that double team. They like to run it to the left side because they like their right guard to pull. But I think it's because they really like Donovan Smith on the double team with Joe Thune if he's healthy more so than Jawan Taylor. Now, they'll run the, the split flow either direction. They favor the right side as far as they like to run it to the right, but it's usually because they like the, the back side block a little bit better. But anything to get double teams. This isn't really a Mahler – this isn't a Mahler team – as far as uh, as far as their ability to to one on one knock somebody knock a human off the line of scrimmage, so now we got uncovered help. That's what I love about Trey Smith, sixty five, always looking for work. So if he's the uncovered guy, everybody, if you're running a four down line, you got five offensive linemen. Even if it's a scat protection, meaning the running backs goes out, or if he's got a different, if he's got the corner or safety coming off the side. The, the offensive line is usually responsible for the four down lineman plus the mic plus the will another linebacker. Okay. So right now they're going to go to, they're looking at Patrick queen. And so they have a, a little double between the center and the right guard. That means the left tackle left guard are on an Island. Right tackle is kind of on an Island and you'll see that he's got his feet all messed up again. But luckily Trey Smith comes back when Kavanaugh spins in and he's able to kind of come back and help out. That's where he gets all his holding calls. You saw it there. And this is stuff, obviously, they're going to turn this tape in. Talking about the San Francisco 49ers, they're going to turn the tape into the right tackle here. The reason I have the arrow, it, because he's holding again. The reason I have the arrow down on Donovan Smith is he's what he's doing here is just getting depth, staying square to the line of scrimmage, you're kind of removing options for number 99. 99 doesn't really, at, once you get two or, you know, he gets three or four steps into his, his rush, he's realizing, like, what am I going to do? Nothing really now but stutter bull because I don't have a, I don't have a route to the quarterback upfield. If I go inside, he's already going to be able to push me down. So this is an effective way if you're able to sit and anchor on a bull rush to, to block a defender, a lighter defender on the defensive end. Again, you don't always just watch the result of the play. You got to watch each one of these plays because there's a lot of things from a defensive standpoint and offensive standpoint that you need to look at as far as game planning. How am I going to win my individual matchups? So we got a two-by-two. Two. There's 12 personnel out here, two tight ends on the bottom of the screen. And this is the Kelsey play where I don't think Kyle Hamilton had been scored on all year. Of course, Kelsey does it the first, the first drive of the game. And we look at how they're matched up here. So we're going to tag Roquan Smith as the center's going, so he's going to go to the left. You got right tackle, right guard by themselves. We're going to look at, we're all kind of manned up here. So 26 is on the interior tight end. Kelsey's on, Fort Hamilton's on Kelsey. And then Pacheco's going to motion over. So Queen's going to take him with releases to his left. If he goes across face, he's going to pass him off to Roquan Smith. So you see already, we're holding over here. Juwan Taylor's just... Just grabbing. I get. I'm telling this because Bosa's got a really kind of interesting way to rush the passer, right? So he's either going to go right hand down or left hand down. If he's if he's outside foot's back, he's making his inside move on his first step. If he doesn't make his inside move, he's going to do that second step, kind of what we would call a euro step now, and then he's going to bounce back outside and then leverage bull rush or double wipe on his third step. If he's on his inside foot, if his inside foot's back, excuse me. Now it's second or fourth. 
So you got to understand this stuff if you're if you're setting on him because he's very deliberate in what he does. He's just really, really good at it. Can these guys just have to attack technique? What do I mean by that? I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers now. So if you know that Smith 65 sets flat all the time, especially under center, you have to be able to try to make these inside moves and get him. The name of the game is real estate. I want to get to my spot under control before, before that defensive tackle does. If that defensive tackle knows that I'm setting flat, then I can really disrupt with him because if if I'm a 310-pound guard and I'm going kind of from left to right really fast and I get any kind of shake in front of me or something or this guy fires off the ball really quickly, I'm probably not ready to have confrontation, at least from a footwork standpoint. I might get a hand out and stab the guy, but from a footwork standpoint, if I got to make a quick move, I'm probably going to turn and open up. When I do that, it's just hang on for dear life, hope, hope the quarterback doesn't get killed. So right here, you see he's flat. Now, he's trying to get that stab in. 92 had a great season, good pass rusher, and he gets that hand down, gets that edge, and right now you're just holding on for dear life, hoping like hell that your quarterback gets rid of the football. So when you're Javon Hardgrave, you're Eric Armstead in particular because he can go right upfield and bat that hand down with first step because he's like six foot eight. Okay, he's got that windmill chop. He can do this right now and try to get into that lane and then again, Patrick Mahomes does such a good job of getting rid of the ball, but you don't want anybody around your quarterback's feet. Like I said, you can't always follow the football. You don't know based on the play what's going to happen. They're going to run a TT game here because they think that Trey Smith's going to set flat and the center's going to look over towards Patrick uh, Roquan Smith, so he's going to look to his left or right. So they run the pick. And... Smith does a pretty good job of flattening this guy down, but because you're flat, you have to you have to lose some depth now. Instead of coming like from from back to forward and being able to attack, you kind of have to catch and then retreat a little bit. Again, the ball gets loose early, but they're beat. You know, if that's a five step drop, he's away. He's clean into the pocket. Now, a lot of guys will say, "Well, Mike, you know, they might be flat setting because it's a three step drop." Nope, they flat set all the time. Every lineman, they want to mix things up. Nobody trusts their set enough to just be have that one good set that they're really good at. Very, very few guys are. The guys that are really good at it, they don't lose very often. So it's a completed pass, but if I'm the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going, okay, there's something here. We want to, we want to take advantage of maybe some opportunities to run some games on 65. Under center trigger. So what, is I, what do I mean by that? Well, when Pat Mahomes is in shotgun, there's just about anything under the sun can happen. When he's under center, it's a handoff or a play-action pass, right? He very rarely does he go five-step drop. So if you want to trigger right now, because there's a, there's something else that happens when, as from an offensive lineman standpoint, when you know he's under center and you're running like a play-action pass look or your, your demeanor, you're in a three-point stance more often than not, so everything changed a little bit. Are you a little more aggressive, even if you're going to trigger on the pass pro? Do you have the same awareness as if you're in a two-point stance? There's a, a couple you know, from a from a quarterback standpoint. Are you are you as willing to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage because you used to be back in shotgun? Do you see this kind of stuff? When you look out here, you got a trips look tight and detached, and really they're going to bring the slot here. But there's no indication from the Ravens that you're bringing the slot. 
you know, this safety's back. He's got outside leverage. You got inside leverage here from Marlon Humphrey. It looks like he's going to take two. He's going to split the difference. And then the, the ultimately, if they do th- if they do throw the ball on this play to replace Hamilton, we're going to have to get the linebacker out to this uh, third receiver or get him out into the flat. So he triggers off the ball. They bring it actually from both sides here. And this is just really tough. The offensive line does a good job, particularly on 92. They run a little game over here with uh, Clowney. They're going to inside release the tight end. Clowney's going to come in. Joel Taylor does a good job picking him up. Right guard does a great job on the defensive tackle. They have this blocked up pretty well, but unfortunately can't get downhill because Hamilton trigger and the, and the slot receiver just is in no position leverage-wise to make that play. And here's another problem. You can't spy Patrick Mahomes because you're just, that's literally you're taking somebody out of the passing game, passing defense. But the problem is he's really, really good on his feet. You, you don't think of him as being an elite-level athlete. But in situations where these defenses are going to give up that edge and let him escape to his right, boy, it's a big problem. I draw that yellow line as just kind of an indicator of maybe where you want to end up after, let's call it, three, three sets. If you get too wide, like after your first or second kick, if your inside foot's past that yellow line, well, there's a huge gap in between you and the and the right guard now. And that's the gap that obviously the defensive end wants to take. If you're in a flat set at the right guard position, you better be sure you hit him the first time because if you don't, you got problems there. So these guys are going to just going to try to run both inside. You're going to see the defensive tackle kind of wins with his hands and ends up bullying, bullying the pocket. And then the defensive or the defensive tackle bulls the right guard and the defensive end kind of beats him inside and wins somewhat clean. Inside here. So this is a pressure, but the problem is where, you know, Patrick Mahomes is on the loose now. And like he said, he said in an interview last week, he's like, you know, I might not be straight line fast, but I'm like fast on a curve or something like that. Like he, he turns the corner for he's some not so thing, but I'll tell you what the other thing about Patrick Mahomes is. is. Uh, he might be the greatest quarterback we'll ever see, but uh, he had a shirt off in, in the, uh, in the locker room last week. And, uh, he is uh he's got a little bit of a dad bod and i was and i'm not saying that to shame anybody i was impressed as hell because he could scoot he's like a he's like a level you know level 10 he's like spinal tap 11 athlete but he's not he's not the uh chiseled uh you know any given sunday uh locker room body that you you might expect that was weird i think i might take that out i'll probably keep it in So they're going to set this play. We, we showed this already. They'll run different formations. They'll run the split flow. They can set this up, and then they can run the keeper later. So they're going to run the split flow by bringing the tight end back on Kyle Van Noy, and they're going to try to get Humphrey up to, Ro- uh, to Roquan Smith. Double team with the right guard here. Push up, push up, push up. Humphrey is so good at, get, at staying square. Tyler Lindenbaum and, and Creed Humphrey, you watch this game. It's a clinic tape for centers on how to stay square at the point of contact on the second level. And then he finishes Smith to the ground here. <sighs> Love it. Guy's a stud, man. Little route combination for you. So we've seen this look before. We got a trips look. They bring it over. So again, a four exit to the right because the back and then, then the trips look is everyone can exit to the right here. And they're going to do that so they can bring, they can run a little pick play. They got a little crossing, two shallow crossing routes to run a little rub for the X on the, uh, on the left side. 
Love it. And it only works if you have time. These little crossing routes, pick plays, take a little time to operate, okay? And they're going to run a little game here. They got the center going to the left, so that the right guard, right tackle are on their own. And I don't know how uh, I don't know how uh, Smith reads this, but he does a great job of reading this. As far as this is going to be an ET, and comes back and just attacks Clowney, turns him all the way around. Great help, great help by the left guard on the other side, but just turned Clowney all the way around. And turns this into a great pocket for Patrick Mahomes. And then take what you see. And what do I mean by that? So, again, this is a quick play. Kyle Van Noy is going to see Juwan Taylor set flat. He's going to beat him inside. The ball's gone. But you got to take the action as you see it. If he's going to set this way, you just got to take advantage. You see the angle that the defensive end, the stand-up linebacker over here, Cavanaugh is taking. It's an angle that's a, it's a pretty severe angle. He's obviously not going upfield. He's kind of running into Juwan Taylor at a at a forty-five degree angle. And he does that, so bang bang inside, and he's beat. Okay, and he's beat, and he's beat, and he's beat. And we don't see this stuff because the ball's gone. But if he's got to pump this, if this is a five-step, I mean, he's in trouble. Okay, now he can always exit, and that's the thing about Patrick Mahomes. He can do a lot of stuff. But as a as a as a outside linebacker, as a rush guy, as a Nick Bosa, as a as a Randy Gregory, as a as a as a uh, Chase Young, you got to watch this and go. Okay, I need to take this like kind of we call it a Cam Wake rush. We got to take that Cam Wake angle. He's going to rush out, and he just gives up that inside over and over and over. And it's just a question of whether or not they want Patrick Mahomes to get rid of that football fast enough. Crazy twist alert. Man, this is so crazy. Tampa Bay used to run this stuff. Monty Kiffin defense with uh, with Sap. They run this thing, and you just and like you you kind of liked it because as you'll see, the left our our left their right defensive end and the uh, and the defensive tackle end up hitting each other. But this is this is uh, this is something else. So we got the center going over to uh, to Patrick Queen. I highlight. Donovan Smith here. He's doing a good job. Punches a little bit high, but really sets and punches that guy immediately on the last scrimmage. He tries to cross his face. They end up bumping into each other. You see Trey Smith over here going to finish off this block almost off the screen with, with Jadavian Clowney. I love that. I, this dude is an, this, like, I try to tell Lyman all this all the time. Like, you get paid to pass block, man, but you get famous for, like, pushing people. You get famous for pushing people off the ball. You get famous for finishing people to the floor. You get fame. This is what people like. This is why you get respect, right? It's great. It's great to be really, really good at pass pro. It's the most important thing. But if you really want respect, then you got to knock people on their ass. I, this dude tries to knock people on his ass. That's why. That's why people fans love him. It's a crazy play by Mahomes. But really, you think about it, like he's holding the ball for like eight seconds here, man. It's nuts. I mean, it's a great play. I mean, really, like offensive line gets no credit there. But oh my God, they run the crazy twist. They get eight. They get about eight seconds. All right. So they're going to run the quick trap. Okay, so they're going to trap the defensive tackle with the right guard, and this is so Donovan Smith's going to kind of fake. They're they're going to run a double. Seventy-three is going all the way down to the backside linebacker. Got play side linebacker taken by the left tackle. And our man, 87, 
I mean, absolute unit. Absolute unit. This guy, you want to talk about taking on a block. I mean, look at this stud. <laughs> and then a little push at the end. <laughs> like, like if you if he wasn't all over, so if, if people didn't know it, you'd think he's trying to be a hardo right here. But you you kind of can tell that he's not. Like he's kind of in on the joke, right? <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Uh So 15 makes this right. So you see the route, the route combination. They run the pick really, really for the uh, the back out of the backfield, and he's open. They but he's looking over to, he's looking to the safety because he wants to throw that seam on the top of the screen. So they get Kelsey breaking out to the right on the top of the screen. You get the seam route, but the safety's already kind of tilted that way. So he wants to throw that. He could just take the flat right here. And we see Donovan Smith does a great job of taking away the inside and just flattening this guy out when he tries the inside rush. So people are going, oh, well, he got inside. No, no, that's a big-time play by him because he's nowhere near the quarterback. He's two yards away from the quarterback going horizontal. Big-time play by Donovan Smith. And then Mahomes just takes off for the first down here. I think it's like a third and four. Big-time play. It was a big play in the second drive of the game. And so we get back here and we got the adjustment here for – the, the Baltimore Ravens, they're going to spike play side as, as uh, Kelsey comes across, they're going to spike play side. Donovan Smith's going to pick it up and they're going to run Patrick queen in the C gap. Okay. And we got a, uh, we got the lead. We got the pull against so They're running another one of their, their gap leads. And you're going to have to name this style of block, man, that, that Kelsey has right here. Cause I, again, what a unit just takes it right in the face. <laughs> Gets pushed back, almost he almost ruins the play, but somehow Pacheco goes in untouched because of Trey Smith and the other tight end. And right here, he just gets in Queen's face, man. And just look at him. <laughs> uh, oh man, he's hard not to love. And Hall of Famer. So I think this like this game is is uh this game will be super interesting up front because. I think the San Francisco 49ers, Steve Wilkes is going to look at this and like, we don't want to waste guys rushing at Patrick Mahomes. And we feel like if I just go across the board, like what matchups do I not like? Okay. Um, I don't, okay. I don't like uh, if I'm looking at the, the San Francisco 49ers defense, their front four. I, I like Nick Bosa on Juwan Taylor. I love Nick Bosa on Juwan Taylor. I, I might not move him all game. I might not, he might play 72 snaps. I love Eric Armstead on, on Trey Smith. I, I didn't say I'd love it because I think that guy's a stud, 65. But I think that he's good to get beat a couple times, especially by kind of a long leverage player like Armstead. Uh, I love Javon Hargrave. I think the center's probably going to play more to the left and to the right. Creed Humphrey's really good. Javon Hargrave is a good leverage player. And if Joe Thune is not playing, you have to love the matchup just because he's a better player than a backup. I mean, the only matchup I probably don't like is Chase Young versus uh, Donovan Smith. And I'm only saying that because I think Chase Young doesn't play very hard, um, not based on last week, based on every week I've ever watched him play. But maybe he has a fire lit under him uh, because Steve Wilkes, you know, didn't call him out by name, but I think he's all over social media for, for a couple uh, uh, plays where he wasn't working too hard. I you love every single uh, thing, and you know the San Francisco Fighters runs a, a bunch of sim stuff 
with a lock up Fred Warner, the rock up Dre Greenlaw. Um, they'll, they'll walk up uh, their nickel, Lenore, and they'll make you wonder who's where, where to, where to have the, the mic count, the mic point. And so they might be getting a lot of one-on-ones. I would imagine that, you know, obviously as you go into this game plan, you're probably thinking, okay, I want to take away Kelsey. I want to do that. And we don't want Pacheco to have a field day because they haven't been very good from a run defense standpoint. But when it gets into like, you're in second and 10, you're in second and eight, you're in third and eight plus, And it's like, it's time to go. I, I don't know that I'm not confident, especially with Bosa that I'm just, and he's already kind of fishing for the holding calls that he's not going to get some action over there. And, the concern I think would be if I'm the, uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers, isn't that I'm going to create havoc. It's that when, when Mahomes releases or buys time, what are we going to do? We can't spy him, you know, as good as he is. Like if you spy him, I think it makes it worse. Um, the Kansas city chiefs have to feel good from an offensive line standpoint. Now let's flip it. I think they have to feel very confident that their full menu of running plays is open. I think that all their gap stuff is open. I think that their all their split flow looks are open. Um, you know, all the they'll run some tosses and they'll run some jets. And but really, when you look at them play, they're gonna love all the different gaps where they pull Trey Smith and they get the double play side and they have to figure out kind of how they want to re- how they want to play that that defensive end. Again, if it's Chase Young, it's different than if it's Nick Bosa. If it's Randy Gregory, it's you know. The way they rotate makes a difference. You might call certain plays when certain guys are in. And I think you love the quick trap game. Um, maybe not as much with Javon Hargrave as maybe Eric Armstead. So, you know, I don't know if you can game plan that. But just if you're looking at your split flow stuff or your 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 basically your mid-zone stuff with the two doubles, and then you're looking at your gap scheme I, with Pacheco running straight downhill, as good as the Niners linebackers are, uh, I don't know that I don't I don't feel not good, but I don't feel great if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line thinking they can move bodies because they're not built like the Baltimore Ravens are as far as big bodies up front. Um, I think they're better at the end position. Uh, I think from a run standpoint, I think those guys are. I think both Chase and and um, and obviously Nick Bosa are, are kind of better against the run, especially when the three point stances. But gosh, it's going to be, it'll be really interesting to see because the Kansas City Chiefs are going to want to be in a ton of like 12, 13, 23 personnel, two tight ends, three, two, two backs, three tight ends. You could see that um, because the way they like to deploy those guys. And if we just sit here and go, we're going to bring an extra guy in the box and run a seven man box, I mean, the, the, the Niners will put seven and eight in the box. But I mean, if you put it in the box in, in modern day offense versus Patrick Mahomes, that's trouble. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, we'll preview the other side of the ball, uh, the Niners offensive line on Thursday. Until then, guys, uh, keep firing questions off. If you got questions about any other teams right now, we'll kind of hit everything in this offseason. Uh, I just want to focus on the Super Bowl, I, I suppose, this week. But if you got anything else going, interest, any other interest, let me know. Hit me up, Michael68 on Twitter, Crosses to Perform on Instagram. Like, subscribe, our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Thank you to Bet Online, our sponsor. And we'll see. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.